Hello, friends. Welcome back to another new episode of One Shot with me, your interim game master and auditionee for the role, Jay Strotman. B, Gabe, James, and I are back, and we've got our characters established, we've got the crew settled, and we're about to dive directly into Duskwall to complete a score. Get comfy. Let's get into it. So, dark and dour are two frankly generous words you could use to describe Duskwall. Those less generous might use words like dirty and dangerous. Whichever light you choose to view Duskwall through is your own, which is another generous phrase for a place that has been cut off from sunlight for over a thousand years. Many see the city as a scourge, but some scoundrels see opportunity. And so we zoom in on three such scoundrels, recovering from one such opportunity. Gabe, or Poltergeist, Yes. in what way are you indulging your vice today after your last failed score? I sit in the basement. There is this altar that we have been given. And as the copper, silver, and gold melts down, I pray that that child, that sick child, they can know some sense of peace, comfort, that they feel revitalized in my faith. It has never felt stronger than now. That noble who cared nothing but to spend and indulge will now spend their time paying, both in soul and in debt. Poltergeist. Yes. What were you hiding from in the last score that you should have been dealing with? I had seen, walking by, someone I knew in my life before. Someone who was, ah, uh, I guess in a sense a business partner. And they had seen financial success. I would have had financial success. They think that I am dead. They think would have thought me a ghost. I didn't want to see them, because if they are also greedy, I will have to kill what I helped to build. You let a former friend, acquaintance, colleague, you let them pass by and you don't deal with it. And in this basement, as you sit in your faith, you see the child sitting across from you at the other side of the basement, just, just out of the light's range. You can barely see their features, and they look starved. I will do better. I will make sure, I will make sure that you do not continue to suffer. I am sorry. A hollow laugh from the other side of the room. I slowly stand up. I do not brush the dust off my clothes because dust is a sign of a place where time has passed. It is not a sign of glamour or beauty. It is a sign that either something lives or something dies. I consider the fact that at one point I will have to tear down the structure I built. But just as I pray on the ground, I have faith. The person that Jonah knew has an opportunity to not be a new stand 
a new table, a new mantelpiece for copper coins to rest on their eyes. As you soak in your reflection, we zoom over to another one of our scoundrels. James or Silk, how are you indulging in your vice recovering from the last failed score? Silk prefers to spend their time on the Silk Shore, especially when you are dedicated to something deeply, a cause, especially when it's something that haunts you in the way that this one does. I think there are very few opportunities for you to connect with people. And Duskfall is the sort of city that makes connection very transactional which can be convenient in some ways. So we find Silk like with the kind of sickly blue light that sort of permeates Duskval coming from those awful buzzing electric lamps, uh, just bleeding in through the blinds as they are in a bed that is like full of a tangle of limbs and uh, <laughs> fake satin sheets. Um, I think nestled in like the strong arms of uh, whatever lover that they have uh, uh, tried to foist all of their coins off uh, for the evening so that they aren't haunted. Um, And they're just like sitting in a moment of closeness and warmth. Again, the, the copper eye does not want you to carry things with you beyond memory. Things like touch, joy, are fleeting. They're things that keep you warm when it is cold because you know that you had them once. It's almost like a full belly. The person next to you untangles from the the knot of limbs and tries for a moment with intimacy with you, like a genuine human connection. They run their fingertips over your arm and they just say, um, I love to get to know you better. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Oh, you're sweet. I'd like that. I don't know when I'll have money again, or if I will, but I really appreciate it. One of my my character traits that I think is really important in this specific (laughs) moment is like looking into a mirror. You can always tell when someone is lying to you. So I know if this Mm. is genuine or customer Mm. service. I think that there is a certain genuineness in that. I mean, even though it's for like the the motivations are based in what they do. I think that you can tell that they are they they had a nice time and they are genuinely trying to, I think, maybe uh, crack a bit of your shell. Okay, okay. So what this is, Silk is in essentially a similar line of work. You know, they are a face. They are someone who gets close to people Mm -hmm. transactionally because they have things that they need to accomplish. And they look into the eyes of someone who lives like they do uh, for different reasons, for different effects. But, you know, we're all in this boat. And they smile, um, but they smile in a way that anyone who is perceptive, anyone who can really judge people, uh, I think in the way that somebody in this line of work might need to judge people, would know is very sad. Mm. And Silk 
I think, is being honest, saying that they would love that. But they also don't know if they're the type of person who could allow themselves that indulgence. You ponder that for a moment and you sort of let the intention hang in the air. And then you reflect on that last failed score. And I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did the last score fail because you lied to your team, because you lied to someone involved, or because you lied to yourself? It failed. I, I think it's it's a mix of those. So I had this backstory where where I was, you know, the servant who was shoved in front of people on behalf of like this family that the copper eye kind of took down. But there was their legitimate child, their their biological child that the family did not like to show off at social gatherings. And as close as I could say that I was to anyone in childhood, I was probably closest to that person. And although the family collapsed, they kind of like found another way. And I kind of feel that they were involved in the last job. And the copper eye was kind of demanding another thing that would take whatever uh, ground is beneath that person right now and just sweep it out from under them again. And I just didn't have it in me. So I had to lie to the team. I had to lie to someone on the mission. Kind of I had to lie to myself that like, because this person suffered at the hands of the family that also caused me to suffer, that that somehow makes them innocent or should make them innocent in the eyes of the copper eye. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I have taken more money out of my pocket to indulge in my vice right now because I'm in a way trying to make it up to the copper eye for like deliberately torpedoing this job. You sit in that reflection, your bedmate joins you and they don't say anything. They continue uh, giving you small caresses on your arm and you appreciate the moment of intimacy, though you're not really sure what they're asking for or potentially what you're offering. And we'll move over to our last scoundrel, B or Grandpa Gus. <laughs> please, <laughs> please tell us how you were indulging in your vice after the last failed score. Old Grandpa took himself down to the old Six Towers district where his favorite restaurant is, you see. Friend of my granddaughter's runs the place, and it's the only place in town that'll still do a molasses pudding. Just the way I like it. And I tell you, I keep that thing on the menu. And when I'm on my way down there, I'm trying to do a little bit of extra pickpocketing. The last deal, the last job, it went so bad. I don't understand why. So on my way... I'm stopping people to tell them a story about how toilet paper ain't the same as it used to be, or how kids these days don't know how to use a stick to have a great time the way we did when I was young. I just bore them into a stupor, take what I can, redistribute it in six towers, a district that I believe is emblematic of the copper coin, a once wealthy place that still stands and still prospers, and yet isn't quite representative of the kind of corruption and suffering that we aim to cease in this organization. And so I sit with four or five molasses puddings and another one on the way. <laughs> Food is one of the only, it's one of the only true pure pleasures in this world. And I indulge as much as I like when I can. That's so true. What's the name of the um, 
the owner or is she is she serving the friend of your granddaughter's oh chef roselle yeah she and delora lila used to play together in school all the time and she grew up and became a fabulous chef okay roselle chef roselle in fact and i don't think she normally brings out the food but you're a regular so she's bringing out your uh sixth molasses dessert of the of the day (laughs) And um, she, that's wild. It's, it really, it really sticks to the roof of your mouth, so you get like a treat for the next half hour. <laughs> um, and as she brings it to you, she's just like, "We meant to take this off the menu years ago." Oh, don't you dare, Roselle! I'll have a word with your grandmama. <laughs> as she delivers your sticky dessert, I have a question for you: What should you have on you that you didn't have in the last score? And how did it cost you? I think of the last score, I was very confident in the ointments that I brought with me. But one thing that I didn't predict is that I would need ointments to counteract ointments. And, uh, well, when things started going awry and that nice young man dropped, don't know what family he was from, don't even know if he was even involved. Well, I did not have the alkahest to save him. And he dropped. And there's this moment where Roselle is holding the dessert and... Time kind of slows for a second, and beyond her in the restaurant, you see him dropping behind an echo of what happened. Oh, that poor soul. The three of you sit and reflect and soak it in. The last score was a failure, a complete failure. Does that happen often? Define failure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's up to you. And maybe as you're pondering that, the three of you reconvene in the lair. I feel like a failure is common because I feel like a failure is a failure means we couldn't turn someone over to the copper eye and instead they oh, held on yeah. to their greed. Perfect. Tragic. Yeah, I kind of think if if we don't convert them, then they decide not to live, essentially. Like yeah. they're getting destroyed no matter mm-hmm. what financially. Um, <laughs> but it's like they're like, no, I'll die in greed uh, uh, rather than devote their lives to like living with little uh, so that they can yep. die with two yep. pennies. Yeah. Well, no converts. So it is, like I said, just the three of you and you reconvene at the lair and you're coinless, which is fine. That's how you normally operate. But you are hoping to at least be able to pay the rent on this place. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up. All right, young folks, here's what I managed to pickpocket on the way to Roselle's. And there's like a a handful of coins that he tosses on the table. This is very good. Yes, I think so too. How was your evening? Faithful. I had a good time. Mm. Did only you have a good time? Oh, I think you know that whenever I choose to spend time with someone, everybody has a good time. That is true. I like your confidence. It is contagious. Now, no need to be vulgar now. Uh, 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 Your... Should I not say confidence? (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) And how was your day? I did not find anything to solve our financial issue, but I feel a new and newfound confidence that we can. The eye is close to me right now. Oh. I dozed off earlier and I woke up and it was closer than I'd like it to be. We need work we need to do it right. Agreed. And I definitely feel a pang of guilt because I am projecting a, hey, we all screwed up. But definitely internally, it's like, I know I mm. personally ruined this job. Do we know that you lied to us? 
I'm going to guarantee you don't because I'm very good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's tearing me up for yeah. sure. We live together. We fall together. This city is full of monsters. We will be their hunters or their redemption. Well, now your confidence is contagious. Precisely. And look, as long as you got each other and we're 100 fully, 100 million percent honest with each other and ourselves, which I know we all are and always have been. It's very weirdly specific, Grandfather. Well, I mean, it's true. We're going to be just fine. I definitely shoot Gramps a look, <laughs> like really trying to. And it's one of those things where I can't tell if you've just got a brilliant machine behind those eyes or nothing at all. Grandpa has no clue about the double meaning of what he's just said. Grandpa's either a husky or a corgi, but there's like no in between. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corgi, by the way. Corgi for sure. Yeah. And it's like a hand on each shoulder and it's just like, you young people are going to be all right. We've made it through some sticky wickets and we're going to make it through some stickier wickets yet. Why was the wicket sticky? I mean, now that's vulgar. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, an old friend busts through the door. Um, By the way, are we meeting in like the main area of the of desires on fifth or do we congregate typically in the secret area the private area i guess if if, if it's during business hours we're probably like up front yeah. you know right Love that. that makes sense yeah okay well then as mentioned hutchins your antiquarian friend busts in he walks in and i think like catches the end of that conversation which did end on like sort of a on a bit of a jovial note but the vibe in here you just failed a heist, a score rather, and that has put you in a very tricky position because as much as you don't want to have coin, you need it occasionally. It's the way that society works and it sucks. And Hutchins comes in and kind of like tries to read the room and is having a bit of a hard time because there's a bunch of conflicting emotions going on here. I'm going to ascribe he, him pronouns to Hutchins and just, I think he walks in and he just like takes a stab at it and he's just like... Who died? No one yet. Yeah. Ooh. Who needs to die? But if you'd like to buy something today, I think we can prevent anyone from dying at all. Interesting. Well, um, that's a conversation for later. Um, I have something and I am guessing that you guys are late on the rent again. Hmm. I love your confidence in us, Hutchins. That's the thing that I've always loved about you. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Um, I've occasionally been told that I have contagious confidence. Uh, okay, so let's be real here, guys. We've got the rent or no? No. Hutchins, you old son of a bitch. Is Hutchins our landlord? <laughs> I think, I think. <laughs> let's say Hutchins lives upstairs. And so if you guys don't pay the rent, he's out too. <laughs> Hutchins, oh. I told you, you got to give us to the end of the week, Hutchins. Wait, do we sublet the bottom from Hutchins? Why not? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's, that's perfect. Okay. Is there a way to say no without making you super mad? Because I would love to do that. Hmm. Oh, that's a thin smile, Hutchins. Yeah. So, okay, listen, I like you guys. I do. I I mean, I think that you're, I like the store. Um, Mm -hmm. There's things that are more personable about it than others and kind of shoots a glance at poltergeist i think (laughs) hi Hi. i like you guys i want you to stay here i do and if that means 
that you can't come up with it, again, we can talk about it. But listen, I have some information that might benefit us all. Hmm. I love information. I just love to learn. They really do. I think Hutchins is going to take a little bit of a cut off this one, if you know what I'm saying. It's a pretty big... It's a pretty... Hutchins. Your rent is so low for this area. It is remarkable. Again, I like you guys. Hutchins, the penultimate thing that I love about you is that you speak in the third person sometimes. (laughs) I'm listening. Please go on. Well, I'm certain that you have all heard of uh, Lord Strangford's condition. Dead? No, very much alive. Actually, Hmm? shockingly alive. Perhaps you heard that he was dead and now he's alive again. No, I definitely heard the dead part. The alive part is throwing me because that's a condition people usually don't recover from. You would think, right? I I thought he got all smashed up with his boat. Yeah, I was very excited about that. I think we all were strangford is kind of an asshole and um i know he's been in here to the restricted section anyway doesn't matter uh he was dead in a leviathan hunting accident now he's alive Hmm. and shortly after his return his wife the lady clave is throwing a party what do we think about that gang well i wouldn't celebrate him being alive that's for sure i think she brought him back to life Okay. Ooh. Theories. Love that. Ooh. Is there uh, going to be food at this party? Grandpa, that is not the priority. I mean, we, we need to know the lay of the land. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not asking for Grandpa, me, Grandpa, you're of asking for the lay of the dinner platter. All right, I'm asking for the lay of the day. Is there going to be a spread? <laughs> I'm sure you know that the Strangford Clave parties are beyond compare, so probably there will be food. That's. Let's talk about that in a second, because... We need to get you into that party for sure. But can we just talk about, A, maybe she did bring him back to life, although that would be wild. But B, she's throwing a party right after he got home. And the rumors going around is that he is not well. Mm. um, Okay, okay. We all know that his uh, position on council has been vulnerable for some time. That's right. Yeah. Okay, if I happened to be unwidowed to someone who had one of the most sought after council seats and my husband returning from the grave wasn't the uh, whip smart uh, cruel tiger that he used to be I would probably want to shore up my alliances with everybody else on council to make sure that seat remains his. Perhaps it's a great theory. I'm loving the theories today. I don't know what's going on. I would like to know what's going on. I would pay for some information because I feel like there's an open spot on council to be. Oh. Do you want it? Oh, I didn't realize that you were civilly minded. I'm not. Hmm. But we have friends, right? We have friends Hmm. that we could instill there. Perhaps one of you, and he like stops himself from from, uh, getting that thought out. Perhaps someone that we know who's maybe a bit more uh, civilly minded, as you said. Hmm. That's a shame, Hutchins. I would have voted for you. Thank you. I would not have. Yeah, not me. I hate city council. I've never voted once. (laughs) That's called civic responsibility. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, uh, your civic duty notwithstanding, what do we think? A little information gathering for old Hutchins, maybe a little bit of greasing the wheel of uh, getting in, I don't know, someone that we know into the council position, because I kind of think that it's 
extremely in jeopardy right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is rich with opportunity. And Hutchins, I do want us to do right by you. I, I deeply appreciate what you did for us last month, floating us. That was very mm-hmm. sweet. And the month but... before. And the month before. Oh, do we need to? We don't need to focus on all of that all at once. Hutchins. Hutchins. I want to do right by you. I want to make sure that you're coming away with something valuable enough that keeps you thinking favorably of us. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of lever points here. I do feel like if this party goes just the right sort of wrong, that seat could open up. But with all those people gathered in one place at the same time, I think we could even float around a name that everybody could like. I love this idea. How specific were you when you were thinking of friends that might want the seat, Hutchins? And how valuable could that be to them? And could it cover, I don't know, several months worth of rent? Okay, now we're talking. I, at the GMJ, is thinking about our allies with the hives. With the hive, Mm -hmm. rather. Yeah. Yeah. So the council currently, right now, you know, is comprised of a few blue coats, Mm -hmm. some church some of the uh the cult the circle of the flame um and a few just like random nobles so i think knowing this hutchins is going to throw in a name that like i i'm assuming that hutchins is probably also allied with the people that you're allied with i think that you guys probably have a pretty strong relationship and um hutchins just says well it might be beneficial to have you know our folks in um perhaps someone from the hives oh yes all right okay oh i could see that for us that would be very nice okay okay so what you're asking is for us to attend this party and what we're hoping for is a favorable outcome you know i don't I don't deal with money that much. Hutchins, I just want to make sure that we're doing right by you. So I I do want to know the specific ask for us. I want you to float a name there. Mm, There we go. But you're being awfully shy about it. So I'm assuming I'm not going to love the name. (laughs) I would like you to float Carissa from the hive. What on earth? No, no, a thousand times no. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) She has written poor reviews of of desires on fifth. Jesus. You saw what she said about me. You saw what she said about Gramps. Silk, she made me cry. She made him cry. She made him cry. Gramps. I do not believe that Silk has cankles. No, I've never seen such uncankly ankles before as on them. (laughs) Of course. Of course you don't believe that because it's not true and also a rude thing to say about someone. Mm. Just a rude person. Cruel. Cannot be a civil servant if you are that rude. Plus, she did not even write about me. Yeah, and Poltergeist is a crucial member of this team. It's frankly unacceptable and bad journalism. I do believe she wrote about the shadowy presence that was following her from room to room. That doesn't count. You've got to cite your sources. That could just be a shadow. The sun exists. And I don't know if she knows what the sun is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I am asking kindly for you to float this name around. And I'm asking for 
you to gather information for me about how they take this name. I want to know how vulnerable this position is. That is valuable to me, is valuable to the hive. And I know that your little group has a thing for attracting people with money and bringing them back. And I don't like to think about what happens here, but I know that sometimes they end up worse off financially. I don't care. If you want to do anything like that to any of the nobles there, I am totally okay with it, 100%. This is an opportunity for you. Hutchins, I'm almost uncomfortable with how observant you are. Okay, I'm in. All right, let's just hear how many months he's willing to offer us. Three. Oh, Hutchins, get out. Yeah, you, you just want... Just get out. You want us to to put up one of the the most nakedly poisonous voices in all of Duskfall to be on the city council, and you're only willing to offer us three months? That doesn't even make us square, Hutchins. Four months. Well, we're getting warmer. That's an outrage, too. You haven't even offered to throw in some worthers? Like, what is this? Five months and a pound of worthers. Oh, I like that. Because that's more than square. Yes. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist? I get uncomfortably close to Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. And I like hello? sniff a little bit. <laughs> Why does every interaction with you have to be like this? Stop. This is the process. Don't interfere. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He is being sincere. <laughs> then I step away. That's the poltergeist seal of approval. Mm-hmm. I I like this deal only because we're making it up to poor Hutchins, who has been so kind to us these past few months. That's right. I have been kind. And five months seems very, very nice in return for a little bit of information. And a pound of Worthers. And a pound of Worthers. Don't get confident. <laughs> you could have just said thanks. Yeah, I agree. We are being very generous, and that has totally... More than squared us. That's great. Why aren't you going to this party, Hutchins? Oh, great question. I'm busy. Yeah. Busy being <laughs> yeah, right. rude. Is that right, Grandpa? Oh, high five. My hand is unreasonably cold. <laughs> <laughs> if you must know, the invitations are very exclusive and I didn't receive one. But that should be no problem for you. Mm. No, I don't think it will be. All right. All right. Hutchins, just out of curiosity, do you want to go? It could be fun. I think Hutchins tries to stop himself from saying this too loud and too fast. Yes. Yes. Oh. Maybe. (laughs) All right. I'll see if I'm available. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to work. And uh, if we happen to come across an extra invitation, we'll figure out what that's worth to you later. How about that? Okay. I can work with that. Well, thank you to the three of you for being so amenable to alternative means of paying your rent, just as I have been. You suck. I don't say that out loud. Poltergeist (laughs) just thinks that. There's like a low growl almost, because I think Poltergeist is gauging if Hutchins is getting to be too greedy or not right now Mm. with his wording. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm doing you a favor. Oh, no, that's worth more than it should be. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, I want to go to this party. You sounded too excited about the party. You don't sound like you want to go to the party because you want to get this thing solved. It sounds like you want to go to the party because there's value in you going. That's okay. 
until it's not. <laughs> Starting to sound a bit too wealthy there, Hutchins. Yeah. I mean, mm. guys, Hutchins is a landlord, so he's doomed. As yeah. far That's as true. you guys I, are I thought, concerned. I thought he was, I thought we were subletting yeah, we're, we're from Hutchins. Hutchins. I think he sure. pays the landlord. Sure, fair enough. Fair enough. We pay him. He's not a landlord, but he's acting like one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like uh, Silk kind of notices the dark eyed vibe that sort of like filled the room of like two people like your soul is in question. The <laughs> copper eye shines upon you. And Silk like kind of gets up, put, puts a hand on like Hutchins shoulder and arm and like kind of sweetly walks him out the door. Thank you so much for visiting. We've got a lot of work to do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I trust you. And I think he's like still talking as the door closes. He's like, okay, let me know how things go. Door closes. It's me, your temporary Game Master Jay, and I'm briefly interrupting the show to chat with you. OneShot has provided surveys for listeners to fill out about the host auditions. They are up right now, and you can find them on Patreon if you're a patron, or at OneShotPodcast.com for the public feed listeners. It is a very good time to tell OneShot about your favorite auditionee, or just share your thoughts about all of us. That is super helpful. Also, since I'm technically an interim host for the moment, it's not biased for me to say that OneShot rocks, and something you can do to help the show is rate and review it. Things like that go so much further than you think and totally help spread the word. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and just click right on that five star button and say some very nice stuff about the show because it rules. That's all. All right. Now a word from our sponsors. Okay, let's get back to the show. Put away the cause. Put away the cause, both of you. Fine. I think he has a crush. That's my theory. Oh. Oh, I love gossip. He's not a political maneuverer, but if he could be at a fancy party, I'll bet he's got somebody that he wants to meet at that fancy party. That's my generous interpretation. And what is the copper eye if not generous? I will. I will say this. This might make you upset. Your assumption of Hutchins having a crush, yes? Mm hmm Yes. He has us asking about Carissa. <laughs> oh. oh. I want you to float a name. God, and he has oh. awful taste. Find out about oh. her. Poltergeist. Yeah. That's terrible. I wow. hate her. I want, I want to defend him right now. I really do. Mm. But, ooh. Mm. Okay. All right. But what if we introduce Hutchins to someone way better at this party? There's a good right. secondary uh, goal. I love that Are we that matchmaking? Let's matchmake. Um, Why not? I learned how to flirt recently. <gasps> Can you show me some flirtation? Yes. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so Oh my excited. God, please, please go ahead. Hey. <laughs> I think like an eyebrow slowly raises up on like Silk's face and they kind of like put a hand on on their face and lower it back down with a finger okay okay i have, I have... i'm surprised at how much i did not hate that i have i have one more are you ready i don't know mm -hmm. your place or yours oh. okay okay we there we need more practice oh. we need much more practice okay. but i love that you're trying i love that you're trying yes i had a, a man uh tried to bargain with me and I was like, mm -hmm. what what do you offer? And he gave me that advice before he met he met Copperpiece. Next time 
you are thinking about learning the art of flirtation and seduction, Mm -hmm. my advice to you would be not to listen to a man. Mm. That is free advice. Uh, And I think very good. True, true. I think you're on the right track. And if you ever need advice, I mean, Silk gives great advice, but I, (laughs) I know some flirtation some flirtation techniques from back in my day. One thing we used to do was we used to... No, this could turn into a, a story. Rock. This could turn into a story. And we've yeah, talked we dip about a rock your sugar, stories. And then you wrap the sugar rock in a piece mm. of newspaper mm-hmm. and then you leave it by her window for five months in a row. And eventually... Before we move on that this. will attract flies. That will attract yes. flies. And the flies create the shape of a heart. Poltergeist. And they Poltergeist. they your sweetheart. Again, the first part of that was actually really good, and I am so proud of you. I want to talk more about this. I really want to talk more about this because I want to find out why you are practicing that. But before I get sidetracked, we have a rare opportunity. There is a collapse about to happen, and a major one. We moved our attention away from this family because we thought that man died. True. But if he's back, then they can cling on to what's been burning their hands. True. We can be the lever in exactly the right place that brings that household to the ground. And that could very well provide us a convert, especially if they're already consorting with dark forces. Returning someone from the dead, you have to make promises that I wouldn't want to keep. I like this. That's good. I I do not like seating that person on the council but I will swallow pride and do it if it keeps the shop open. I like where your head's at, Silk. If we seat them, we can unseat them as well, if need be. I like where your head's at. Everybody's head's in a great place. God, your (laughs) confidence is so good today. I love this group today. Three cheers for the children of the copper eye, am I right? Cheer. Huzzah! Huzzah, huzzah! Well, excellent cheer. Well, how are we getting into this party, friends? Step one is getting invitations. That's that's its own thing. I I hope it's not going to be too complicated. Step two sounds like finding out whatever is going on with this fellow, exposing the weakness there, and making whatever allies are there turn away from him and towards Clarissa. And then we have fulfilled our obligations. Um, uh, But I think if we make this fall through enough, we can win a convert, which will probably square us with the eye. That will be nice. I like this. That feels like the general shape of the plan. So let's turn back to step one. Where are we getting invitations? Let's, uh, Let's zoom out here. Blades in the Dark is pretty unique in that it has sort of like distinct types of play. We are about to move into the score. The cool thing about the score in Blades of the Dark is that it assumes that you have done all the legwork to get there. Mm. So I'm going to call our engagement role for the heist, which sort of like determines how well situated you are when you get to the score. I'm going to call this engagement role for how we get invitations. So we need to make some decisions about what 
manner, what methods we are using to obtain these invitations, and then we'll roll for it. Excited. I'm just gonna open my book. This is so much fun, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm having a great you time. Guys are I love these three. These characters are so different and blend together so well. Yeah. yeah, just a great crew. I think that's one of the things that I love about the cult uh, crew specifically yeah. is it does kind of allow for an eclectic background yes. of people. Mm -hmm. We have some decisions to make about how we are going to obtain these invitations. The choices for the engagement role are assault, do violence to a target, deception, lure, trick, or manipulate, stealth, Trespass unseen, occult, engage a supernatural power, social, negotiate, bargain, or persuade, or transport, carry cargo or people through danger. With each of these, there is a detail that we have to uh, describe that sort of gives a bit more context into how you are using that particular um, type of or that method to get in. But we'll start with those options and which one seems the most suited to your skills. Hmm. I mean, I think uh, Silk's instinct would definitely be to find someone who is definitely like an eligible bachelor who is definitely going to be attending this party and being like, I will be your, you know, arm candy, whatever, so that, you know, you can show off to all of your friends. Um, yeah. And then the other, like, I, I definitely feel like that sort of thing. It could be like, well, I have my servants, obviously, and uh, <laughs> that covers you. But like getting the extra invitation, which I do want to go for, I think we have to like somehow roll like a, a convince or, or something like it is being my pitch being like going to some young bachelor and being like, hey, you get to take me to this party. But you also have to take my friend <laughs> as well. And he's on paper coming with you, but only everyone's only ever going to be looking at me. So it's fine. I like that. <laughs> that feels like something that could easily fail. Uh, and we, we could no. easily be like, well, I guess we couldn't get that extra invite. And that's fine. <laughs> and then one of you sits out the heist. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, it sounds bulletproof to me. Well, yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm assuming and what I am assuming may not be true. I'm assuming that like the invites, those are for like the upper classes and whatnot. But like you probably get to take like a handful of attendants with you who are not there to be part of the party but who are there to like take care of you as your staff mm. uh which maybe that's too liberal of an interpretation of the social politics of duskwall not at all i will say that this this party it, you're you're finding it much more exclusive than other parties that you've tried to manipulate your way into and you're mm. noticing that a lot of the invites are for the families of the council. So a lot of the invites seem council focused, though there are, like you said, like, you know, other various nobles and such. Yeah. The, the assumption that I'm running under, because like Hutchins had described this as like, they always throw these great parties. Yeah. So I'm assuming that it's like a social event that like you probably should be seen at if you're somebody. Yes. Mm. Okay. And you are right about that. And this one does feel a bit unusual that the invites have been a bit more exclusive. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. But not to say that your plan wouldn't, it's it's certainly worth trying, but just a little piece of uh, context that you pick up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it might be it might be difficult, but yeah, let's find some nerd and go for broke and hope that we can get him to just take everybody. So yeah, and just so I'm clear, 
<laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. I will be arm candy, but my friend and my grandpa are also coming. <laughs> so my, my, my pitch is actually, I'm here to be your arm candy. Mm-hmm. Technically, you're also taking my friend Hutchins as a date, but gotcha. they're only ever going to look at you and me. And I do have two servants. <laughs> I understand. So Hutchins is also part of this. And I completely understand that. That's how I'm trying to finagle an extra invitation for Hutchins as part of like a plus indeterminate. Uh, uh. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. So we're looking for a one plus four. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're servants. Yeah, like, sure. I, I'm, I'm assuming I just breeze past that at the door. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> well, are we all cool with, I'm, I'm looking at deception for this as the means because that involves lured, luring, tricking, or manipulating. And I'm feeling like that last word rings true. Yep. I like it. Okay. There's something hilarious about like, ah, yes, seven grandpa. And then just like this shade. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> That's my spooky man. Yeah. I have, a, yes. I have a spooky person who just is with me. Yes, that's... And, and then there's also poltergeist. <laughs> um, who's, what's the name of the poor schmuck that you're uh, conning? Folks, who do we think... What, what shape of, like, nerd who wants to impress people do we think is more fun? I mean, Ooh. they have to have a fedora. Yes. <laughs> And a sword cane, but the sword isn't sharpened. <laughs> okay, I'm loving this more now. <laughs> At first, it was like, ooh, I don't know, but like, then you like a hint of like, oh, this is like the Duskfall equivalent of a weeb, yes. and I'm like, mm, like that's yeah. funny. Hello, my that's darling. Funny. Let us romp. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, do we have do we have a name in mind? I could throw out a couple if you'd like, or I will take I will follow your lead. Douglas Duggerson. Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas the fifth. <laughs> he, he's Douglas Duggerson because he's Doug's son, and that's why he's like the fifth. He's Douglas Duggerson. Oh yeah. And he's the he's the son of Doug. And he's like, ah, yes, that's family <laughs> tradition be kept up. And I'm also still Doug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Douglas. He doesn't I... like being called Doug. Doug. It actually very much upsets him. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he throws a I bit of a Doug. temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> you dig Doug? You yeah. Dig Doug. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's see if you do when I'm through with him. All right. Um, Okay. So we have, we have our, we have our method of infiltration. Now we must select our item loadouts. So again, Blades does this really in a unique way in that you don't have to pick what items you're going to bring because how would you know you're not on the score yet? And this assumes that your characters are good at this. So instead of choosing the exact items, you are instead going to choose what amount of items you are going to bring on this heist and then Mm. as you need them during the score you can select them but for now we just need to decide how big of a pack you're going to bring to a party i think i'm going to go with a normal load i think that's cool i'm light because i'm assuming that i'm like traveling with like a clutch or something makes sense i'm also probably light i don't think i'm carrying much and if i'm trying to like move around quickly and quietly light is probably better okay Grandpa's got deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, really. I've always got Werther's and coins in there. So whenever I move, it it makes grandpa sounds. <laughs> grandpa sounds. <laughs> you know the ones. That and the like, oh, anytime I have to sit. Yeah, yeah. That and, and the various pops and cracks yeah. that come from exactly. indeterminate parts of the body. Yeah. Those noises will mask anything that's like jangling in your pocket. So it's actually genius. Nice. Your shin popped. There's not a joint there. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, it is time to do our engagement roll. This is basically just a luck roll. We're rolling 1d6. This will be the first time we roll the entire session. Love it. We start with 1d6, and then we're going to add based on uh, whether we have any advantages and subtract whether we have any disadvantages. To start, I will <laughs> say that most engagement rolls in Brightstone suffer negative one die due to heavy blue coat patrols. But we're not really doing something that has to do with, like, skirting the police's eye. So I feel like that doesn't really apply here. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Do we have a friend that's helping us? Technically, Hutchins, because we are taking him with him. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I don't, I think he's more of a hindrance than help, you know? That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's like a part of the pitch that's difficult. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. Okay, so I'm not I'm not seeing a disadvantage or an advantage. I feel like there's pros and cons to having Hutchins around. Like he mm -hmm. he got you in, but also um but also he's there. We have to deal with him when we're in. <laughs> yeah. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Mm. Ooh. Ooh, could we say that uh, Doug Duggerson <laughs> is like familiar with the recently revived and or the wife. Ooh. What if Doug Duggerson, because like we've established like this is a young bachelor who like doesn't quite know what's going on. What if he is like one of the nobility, the legacy nobility council seats mm. Um, mm. who doesn't really care yeah. about yeah. the council or whatever, like. This is a person who's like really at this event to like troll for clout, you know, yeah. um, but it's also like this is somebody who they are not thinking is a weakness or vulnerability, but we could easily use Doug Duggerson to like turn on them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. Cause like there, there's been a Doug Duggerson on the council for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five generations. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting nephew vibes from Doug Duggerson as like one of the, um, one of the main council members nephews or something like that although we could say that doug duggerson was a council is a council member the fourth or the third oh, well will be what is will be it's yeah. like there's always a doug duggerson yeah. this is just the next doug duggerson <laughs> great perfect the next doug duggerson okay well i'm i'm hearing that this is an advantage this plan is is advantageous to getting in and to yeah. the whole scenario so we're gonna add a die for that that's great i love that um, can any friends or contact provide aid or insight? We kind of decided, eh. um, are any enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, your enemies are the city council and I, as much as the invite is exclusive, I feel like we've covered that with how hard it's been to get advantages in the other roles. Does that make sense? I mean, how much does Clarissa hate us actually? Mm. <laughs> If that article is anything to judge by yeah. a lot. I mean, like, yeah, but like she probably she probably doesn't know. She probably doesn't know and will be a problem when we get there. Someone yeah. roll a D6 for me and let's find out. Fear, not me. I got a five. Okay. Five is good. Five is nice. Five is typically like mixed success. So I think mm -hmm. that um she publicly doesn't like you guys, but have a has a spot soft spots for you in her heart. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so That's much more nice. complicated. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a babysitter that like babysits you because they're paid to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this kid's annoying, but they're a kid. 
Yeah, yeah. Totally. What if what if she wrote a bad review for us because she actually likes the things that our shop produces and wants to keep it to herself? Oh, oh. that screams future city council member to me. Yeah. She yeah. Ooh, ooh. she is walking into her place like it's anthropology everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which ideologically, you could not be more opposed to us than than trying to keep a secret spot in the city. God. Oh yeah, the, it's so trendy to her what you've got going on. I I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's just kind of mean. Okay, so yeah, I, are there enemies or rivals interfering in the operation? I don't think she's interfering in you guys getting in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say there's no modifier for that. Are there any other elements that you want to consider other than the fact that it's hard? And I think we've covered that, but we're, we're well, only looking at two dice right now. And I don't want to talk against us, but <laughs> it feels a little supernatural, doesn't it? Like that these invitations are a lot more exclusive, that there's a resurrected dead. Uh, and we represent kind of a horrific deity it feels like there's a different horrific deity that maybe has a different agenda uh which could count against us and i again i don't want to speak against us but it does feel like that might be at play well, i i would i would be curious is there any chance that the copper eye also wants us to be at this ball oh yeah yeah like like yeah. If, if we're outside and it's a very rare occurrence. We don't, we all see it still in our own way, but we're all like standing there and we all see our own copper eye, like staring in the direction of where it is. Almost like yeah. not even looking at us, looking at where we have to be going. Ooh. And it's, we, we see them, we see our own copper eye individually. It's, we're not yeah. used to seeing them in the same spot or even, even more terrifying. If all three of them were standing together, facing that thing, mm-hmm. horrifying. Ooh. Oh. I love the idea of there being an eldritch uh, force working against and one working for us. That is, <laughs> that's good. I love that. If the copper eye is on your side, I think it will expect at least one convert from this party. Yeah. Yeah. And a convert it shall receive. We are looking at two dice for this engagement roll. This is a sheer luck challenge. So we are just <laughs> looking at the uh, highest number. No modifiers. Who wants to roll for it? Should we do one and one, James? Yeah, okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Let's do one and one. Okay. All right. Ooh. I rolled a one. I rolled a four. (laughs) Well, that's better than a one, but that might mean we don't get an invite for Hutchins. We can put him in a maid outfit. Uh (laughs) I've been thinking about this since the beginning. I'm so honest. Oh, you look amazing. I didn't know you had really that. Really funny. Okay. I do kind of love that a lot. Four and five is a mixed result. And well, uh, well, but but four and one. Right. Four and one. <laughs> yeah, but okay. luckily we're oh, taking gotcha, yes. Gotcha. Luckily we're taking the higher result. Okay. Well, here's what's up. As much as like not getting a Hutchins an invite is not great for you guys, I don't think it I don't think it compromises the score in any way. Because you're still, you still have to have a job to do that. Like, he just wants to be there. He's not really helping you. So I don't think it it puts you in any sort of compromise position. Sure, 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 sure. So what I am going to say is that the compromise position here is that Doug Duggerson is so obsessed with you, Silk, that you are going to have an impossible time getting away from this guy. Oh, wow. Okay. That's fun. All right. <laughs> 
I like that. <laughs> you did it again, Shilk. You gotta stop. Young men do well, sorry. love nice silks. It's <laughs> bangers only over here. What can I say? Well, they can't help it. <laughs> um, Doug Duggerson sidles up to you as you walk into the manor and just says, you look nice tonight. Oh, Doug, thank you. That's very sweet. And I appreciate that. Can I ask a quick question? How are we referring to you, our employer? on this evening like your eminence oh yeah Ooh. yeah i guess I, I i must be posing as something a little extra mm-hmm. like i'm not just somebody who works at a shop yeah like i could still be grandpa they could still be poltergeist if they like but uh i can't just i can't just call you silk that's absurd <laughs> you're my employer what about like i mean madam silk oh madam ooh, madam Dutch. silk or duchess yeah. ooh, i think duchess i think is duchess too. is interesting if if because like that, if nothing else, you showing up as someone who's being called the Duchess, that garners questions and curiosity. Mm-hmm. And like from a mysterious land. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't even think it's mysterious. They probably know Silk because Silk's like, I don't think Silk's a very hidden person, right? No, can't be. Can't. So be. if if you show True. up and you're a Duchess now, that's when they're like, what do you mean? What, what do you mean, what do you mean <laughs> Duchess Silk? <laughs> they weren't Duchess Silk when I saw them before. When did they get servants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did they get duchessized? That's, that's a power move. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> I, love, I love that. It is such a power move. All right, my friends. It is not only scoundrels who find opportunity in Duskwall. The city has a system, and that system is predicated on low-income laborers. Those with deep pockets are flush with opportunity, this you know. And so you head to Lady Clave's Manor. Plenty of opportunity to spare there. The Strangford Clave Manor is extravagant and opulent, and yet amongst the rest of the houses in Brightstone, it's nothing special. Under stately portico stands a staff member welcoming guests with invitations. It would be inviting if not for the fact that they left the lightning barrier around the manor turned on, occasionally sparkling and crackling. The manor feels strong, almost imposing. Timber rafters frame an open-air great hall where people are gathered in fine clothing, sipping aged alcohol. The doors and stained glass windows are all woven with delicate and ornate ironworks. Party guests pay no mind to the stuffy security guards around the perimeter of the hall, who wear clothing not typical of bluecoats or really any typical security guards you've ever seen. The lighting is soft and intricate. Electric lights of various colors line the room, soaking the guests in a range of moods, calming greens, passionate reds, energizing purples and pinks. The room feels cool, almost cold, which is probably a relief considering how many people are likely to pack this hall. A large ice sculpture centerpieces in the hall, carved into a shape of a ship. Finally, it smells pleasant in here, surprisingly complimentary with a myriad of scents. Perfumes and soaps mingle with freshly prepared food, grounded by the occasional waft of tobacco. And so we find ourselves in the Great Hall um, with uh, Doug in tow. (laughs) Oh, this is great. Yeah, Silk is dressed up like a perfect twink fatale. We've got a slinky (laughs) black dress, um, 
I think it is like detailed with like a few very thin copper chains and the uh, jewelry that they are wearing is like pearl, which I have to think in the world of Blades in the Dark, pearls have got to be a little bit fucked up. Like they're they got to like glow in some way or be menacing because I know the sea is just terrible. Um but like, yeah, I, I think also their makeup is is done up in a way to be like very pale to kind of play with the lights in the room. I, I feel like most cosmetics and details that you can get in Duskfall, like the whole setting to me feels very muted. Mm -hmm. Like you can all like colors do not get so bright in Duskfall. And the best you can do is like kind of play with whatever sickening lights might happen to be around you. And that is exactly what Silk has done. They are true to word on Doug's arm. Uh, I think they are quite a bit taller than Doug. Doug uh, strikes me as a, a, a short king, as it were. Um, <laughs> Generous. Yeah, yeah. And God, I have to imagine like Doug's suit is like a little bit ill-fitting and whatnot. Um, but like his shirt is tucked into his fly, which is undone. Okay. Well, I think this is the sort of thing we're actually like noticing that stepping into the room before we are announced and whatnot. I do step in to like, uh, do a little like twirly finger on, uh, Doug's chest and whatnot, and actually do take some time to resituate the clothing situation because <laughs> Silk does have a reputation. Oh, um, he he accepts greedily, I would say, um, every bit of attention that you're willing to give him. And uh, I think that the resettling of the clothes takes way longer than it should. Like, there is just so much out of place. In fact, I think at one point you're just like, we need to change the shirt because it just does not match anything that he's wearing. But I'm sure you have spare spare nice clothing yeah grandpa bought a spare shirt i've <laughs> i've been out with silk before <laughs> well okay so this is this is probably coming cutting into our load right like <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna make probably, you check off an item if you yeah <laughs> i've got the biggest load grandpa will check it off <laughs> so mean to do that but i'm gonna do it anyway no that that makes total sense um and yeah i've got i don't know if it counts as fine disguise kit or fine clothes and jewelry but i will check that off Perfect. um let's get an outfit check from the other two it's a tweed suit uh, yeah with, yeah. A, with a plaid bow tie <laughs> and i've curled my tasteful mustache into like three three entire like three revolutions you know what i mean <laughs> that is susian <laughs> Yeah, that is the perfect word for it. It's a Susian mustache. And uh, I look great. B, I gotta know, those elbows on that tweed suit, are they suede? Well, you know they are. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, we're professorial tonight. <laughs> Poltergeist is not wearing, like, the coverings and all. And when they're actually out of this general apparel for themselves they stand a bit taller leaning more towards six feet you see skin that almost looks like wet sand but they have a bit of vitiligo Ooh. and it's it's not just white so much but it's gold almost like the kintsugi of like the oh, gold yeah. going through broken pottery and such oh that and just rips. like all around they have longer locks that like sit on their shoulder and it they're wearing a very almost like wine red uh 
tailed suit jacket and then just black pants almost trying to make themselves look much more like a servant and it's just a very like blank empty stare oh wow it is a shame that you are not better at flirting because you would make an excellent piece of arm candy for someone and i mean that very complimentary luckily you are such a professional flirt see I have a sister, if you're interested. Does she share many resemblances with yourself there, Doug? We have very strong genes. Is she wealthy? Of course. All then of the no. Duggersons are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots you a look. <laughs> Forgive my friend. They're, you know, made for the servant class. Well... Doug. I need to say this. I swore you were going to say made for the streets, James. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, I was like... I have to know, is there anyone attending this party that you maybe have an eye on? Oh, Silk. I... Wait, does he call you Silk? Have you given him your... I think think it's Duchess Silk. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, my Duchess, I only have eyes for you tonight, and I would be so honored to introduce you to everybody that I know, because I know that they would just love to see me with uh, someone on my arm. I mean, they're always asking me, like, when are you going to bring someone home? And um, I just, I can't wait to not be a disappointment. Silk, like, runs some calculations in their head, and is like, definitely makes part of the evening more complicated and part of the evening easier. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll start there, Dougie. (laughs) He blushes when he gets called Dougie and he gets very excited. (laughs) You have a quick survey of the room and there are a decent amount of people here. There's people milling about, chatting with each other, um, indulging in the food and the wines and the company. As far as the last piece go, it's a little stuffy. This is almost entirely council members and their families, just as you found out as you were trying to gather information about just getting the invites. It's a specific group of people. You take note of that. Okay, so on our agenda, we do need to kind of know in what ways uh, uh, the unwidowed uh, partner is vulnerable. And we need to know in what ways... What was his name again? The... This this fisherman, the one who returned, Strangford. Yeah, yeah, the one who, yeah, Strangford. Yeah, we need to know in what way Strangford is fucked up. Yeah, uh, that way we can like start, you know, sticking our little claws in that weakness. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then I guess the other thing is figuring out who. Well, I guess we probably know who is on the council. So yes. like, we'll sort of know who to like float uh, Clarissa's name by. Are all of the council members public knowledge? Yes. Okay. Mm, okay. Yes, that's that's important. Thank you. Are are all of them here tonight? Like all of them? Everyone? They are. So the council is basically comprised of houses or families, but there are representatives from each. Typically, like some of their family members are also present here. Mm. Um, Strangford, of course, is the council member who is in jeopardy right now. Um, the other families of note are the Bowmore family, a family of mostly blue coats. Um, Cleland family, similarly, blue coats, lots of cops on the council. Um, mm-hmm. Dunville, who uh, seems to be a religious type. Uh, Penderin, who is uh, similar to Hutchins, an antiquarian um, and librarian. Rowan, who is also a religious type and Strangford. 
So six members. And to okay. since you're asking about the uh, the state of of uh, Strangford, I'm going to provide a little set piece here. And as all of the guests seem to file in to the hall, the doors are shut. Lord Strangford walks slowly up to the front of the room with Lady Clave right behind him, her hand on the small of his back. He turns to face the room and she takes a small step behind him, smiling. She clings her champagne flute a few times and a hush falls over the room. Now that all the guests have arrived, we would like to say a few words. And she gives Strangford's shoulder a little squeeze. Lord Strangford looks out to the room and the stillness is tangible. He reaches into his coat for a handkerchief, which he goes to dab at his forehead, but Lady Clave quickly steps forward, gently takes the handkerchief, and quickly stuck, stuffs it back into his jacket. He doesn't really react to that, but he does start a slow speech. Thank you, everyone, for coming to my, uh, a celebration for my recovery. And at this point, you notice that Lady Clave is very subtly mouthing the words. To his speech. I'm eternally grateful for my life, for uh, my safe return, Clave fills in. Yes. And uh, my, my, my heart, our hearts. Yes, our, our hearts go out to the families of my crew. I shouldn't be here without them. Clave steps forward. No, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here without them. And he looks at her. There's a moment. And then she turns back to the, to the room. Thank you, everyone. My husband is recovering well and quick and in no small part to everyone checking in on him. We're so appreciative that there are so many people looking out for his well-being, especially at work. But my Lord is ready to return to his council duties post haste. Thank you. And the room resumes their party after I, I guess a scattered applause probably <laughs> yeah a bit of an awkward one a bit of a timid one like do we applaud do we mm -hmm. did we see where they went off to they're mingling okay yeah you notice that they they do not she does not leave his side he was speaking in like scattered sentences did his body movements also give the air that he wasn't fully like in control of all of his facilities like did it look like there was like a tremor to his hand or was there like kind of a hesitation in his step like leaning to one side like well almost like like how some people don't have full control or even like a side of their body after a stroke or something of the like i might have you make a retroactive role for that yeah you tell me boss i mean i'm thinking perhaps study like survey feels right, but also study if you're like intently looking for that or if you want to like take a lay of the land and perhaps like if you're if you're specifically looking for that, then I'm going to say study. Can I can I convince you? Yes, a, please. Uh, hunt specifically says hunt a target, gather information about its location and movements. It's so and sinister. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, let's do Hunt. Yeah, what it implies about the way Poltergeist sees the world <laughs> is wonderful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's another conversation. Uh, that is a four and a five. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to say with a mixed success, you find information, but not the one you're looking for. Cool. So you don't 
it's hard to tell with his movements because he is old. Like he is a Leviathan hunter and, and that's a tough job. So like his body has been through a lot. So you don't notice that. And probably you don't notice it because you start to focus on something that you see the handkerchief that came out, which she hastily put away was stained with like an inky black liquid. Ugh. Doesn't look like normal human secretions. (laughs) Um, is when I see the inky black liquid, and you said you said it was stained with it, so yes. it didn't look like it was like actively slimy or like dripping per se. Mm, it, it looked fresh, but it also looked like it had been used if, like previously. <laughs> Absolutely repulsive. Yeah, uh, Poltergeist will share that information with his companions. Beautiful. I think uh, like there is sort of a lean in to Poltergeist that Silk does. I need you to find out exactly what's going on if i know enough and you can get me alone with one of them i think i can sew this thing up for us do you have a preference (sighs) if there is anything left inside him then he's an okay target if 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 there's nothing else home it needs to be her consider it done but i need to know what's going on if not i'm playing with an empty deck i pull out a coin if there's any faith here, there's almost assuredly currency with like a sigil of the faith on it, mm-hmm. right? Whatever god of riches or whatever these heathens praise, Poltergeist is going to pull a coin out. Like one, it probably has like a sigil of whatever, whatever god or like a specialty coin of some sort. It doesn't really have as much value, mm. but it's like ah yes, like in their name, may we only become richer. Yeah, a prayer coin yes. is yeah. sick. Yes, like. I love the idea that, like, sitting in prayer, you do that little, like, finger-passing coin yeah. trick. So, so Poltergeist will uh, pull one out and then just stares at that sad, potentially broken shell of a man, looks over to the wife, and it's like the... <laughs> as he tries to, like, put on this <laughs> kind Wednesday of disconcerting Adam. smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The crack in the facade. I'm so proud of you for practicing. (laughs) Mirrors are a gift. This episode of One Shot uses music from the following artists. Goosebumps and Culture Art by Cody Martin. Harboring by Salon Dijon. The Diary by CJO. Our Web of Lies by Moments and Pensive by Shimmer. This episode of One Shot was edited by Tracy Barnett and Jay Stroutman. Sound design by Tracy Barnett. For more of Tracy's work, you can find them online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Thank you so much. This has been B. Marsolier, Gabe Hicks, James D'Amato, and me, Jay Stroutman, playing a very fun game of Blades in the Dark. I hope you're enjoying it as much as we enjoyed playing it. This far into the adventure, I can honestly say that there was not a single point that I knew where the players were going to take it, and that is a very fun place to be as a GM. Before you go, let's have a chat. This is the time of year where a lot of us are buying gifts for friends and loved ones and enemies, maybe. That is a power move and I respect it. But I just want to call to your attention that there are so many cool local stores everywhere that need your support more than a big box store like Amazon and Walmart, etc. 
So do me a favor. Do a quick Google search of your town or city and the search term people of color own business or queer business or both and patronize them because supporting indie artists and businesses is a really nice way to give back. And hey, maybe you'll find your new favorite store. (laughs) That's it for me. I will see you next week for the finale of my Little Blades in the Dark one shot. Bye. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.